Hello guys and welcome to another podcast from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Um, well, today's topic, I'm basically just going to talk about how Christmas has come early uh, for us traders this weekend. Um, so if you're listening to this in the future, obviously you won't necessarily know, but at the moment we're going through the COVID crisis. Um, it kind of feels like we're well, I say this hesitantly, starting to come out of the right end of it. But obviously, um, there are some reports about it rising again. So uh, we'll see what happens in that regard. But what's so uh, exciting for me is that, you know, after these kind of barren months that we had uh, earlier in the spring uh, to now, where we've had, you know, a fair amount of sport, but the Premier League season stopped again and we're waiting uh, for the new season. Uh, actually, this weekend it's going to be an incredible weekend uh, for sport, for trading, um, and weekends like this just excite me. You know, they make me feel like a kid. I'm one of these people that I like to feel like a kid again. You know, those feelings you had of just pure joy, pure optimism. You know, the world is your oyster. You can do anything. You know, every start of the football season, how excited did you used to get about your team this year, the chances, the players you've signed, um, and the kind of optimism that a lot of football fans have. Not every football fan at the start of the season, but a lot of football fans have that, you know, the miracle is going to happen this year and you're going to end up... uh, finally getting promoted or win the title or whatever um but what's so exciting this year because of what's happened earlier in the year i literally just realized this today and i was so excited i thought God, i really want to come on and just talk about this is that basically my two favorite sports are american football and football hands down uh my two favorite sports to watch um my favorite sports to play is tennis funnily enough um you know because I'm not of an age where I enjoy running around on a football pitch anymore as as much as the elation of scoring a goal cannot be replicated, can it, really, in any other form of life. Um, But, yeah, tennis for me at the moment is a sport I enjoy playing. But the two sports I enjoy watching the most, by far, American football and football. And so it's such an exciting weekend for me because this this will probably never happen again. The Premier League, the Championship, the NFL and college football in America are all starting this weekend. So all of those leagues are starting this weekend, Um, you know, with the proper teams. I know that the EFL Cup started last week. Not really the start of the league season, is it? Um, Especially as a lot of those games were played without uh, first team players. And then... There was some college football last week, but again, not the Power Five, not the proper divisions and proper teams, really. Um, So this weekend, it's going to be an amazing kind of combination for me. I mean, I I do really feel sorry for my wife because uh, she's not going to see a lot of me on the weekends until uh, February when the NFL season and college football season is finished. Uh, I do explain that to her every year. Uh, She's not too happy about it, but, you know... I do say that the benefit is at least it's not a sport that goes on all year round uh, with the NFL uh, only lasting about four or five months. But it's incredible uh, how this year's 
hopefully going to pan out with all of these leagues starting at the same time and it's so exciting and I just wonder for you guys how does it feel how does it feel to have all this coming back you know do you have that feeling at the start of a season excitement ready for a new season and I suppose really to kind of make this relevant to trading the question I'd kind of like to impart on you is how do you feel when you start trading in a new season because I feel like it's it's almost a new beginning, maybe a fresh start for your trading. Maybe things weren't going well. Maybe if they have been going well and you just the new season is still a fresh start, you want to start again from scratch and, and build it up and see if you can have another good season to back up your last one. So I, I always get excited this time of year trading. Um, one of the important things that I must state here as well is that I won't trade the first few games of a season. So... I can. It's it's weird. I guess maybe I get excited as well because I can be more of a fan during this time. So, I mean, let's go to NFL for a second. So, I do a bit of trading on the NFL, but not nearly as much as I used to. Partly because liquidity isn't great on a lot of the games. Um, the live Sky games are okay, but other than that, it's not great. And I'm kind of waiting for America to take off in that respect and join Betfair. And then if that happens, you know, there'll be liquidity galore. Um, but the great thing with that is it's enabled me to really be a fan and, and really enjoy watching the sport and not worrying about, oh, is this value? Do I have to place a bet here? Uh, but actually just being able to sit back and enjoy the sport. And I think I'm looking forward to that kind of for this first month of the football season where I can evaluate, you know, I'm still I'm still working on the trading because I'm evaluating, I'm learning about teams as I go. Um, but with so much upheaval, um, you know, and I'm a stats... Anyone who's been around me for a while knows I'm a stats guy, right? Stats are my backbone, then I use my knowledge and analysis, combine the two, bang, that's how I trade. Now, I will not take the stats from a previous season and use them for the next season. It's irrelevant. I mean, look at my team, Norwich City. I mean, we've, we've signed so many players this summer. Kind of wish we'd done it last year and we got promoted. I don't know why we waited to get relegated to actually spend some money. Um, but yeah, we've signed loads of players this year um, and the team's going to be totally different potentially on Saturday than it was the last day of last season. So how on earth can you compare those results? And then on the flip side of that, we weren't even in the same division. So again, how do you compare results from division to division? Um, and I see so many people who do trade the early season, you know, even from the first game. And, and I do worry when I see that. And I really do advise caution. Like with anything in trading, if it's worked for you and if it works for you, it's fine. Okay, I'm not saying no one can do it and therefore it must. it's forbidden. That's not what I say. I never say that about anything in trading. Any style of trading you have and it's doing really well for you and it's a consistent thing over a long period of time, great. There's nothing wrong with that. Because one of the key things with trading is there's nothing wrong with making money, right? No matter how you do it in trading, there's nothing wrong with making money. Too many people get caught up in the specifics and semantics where they go, oh yes, but this is a hard and fast rule, therefore X, Y, and Z. And if I trade here, um, even though I might make money, it doesn't matter because I shouldn't really do it. Well, if something's making you money over the long term, you know, just do it. I mean, I sometimes get uh, criticism online, not so much obviously on the forum because people who trade every day and talk to me every day actually see that 
the stuff we do makes money but when you get people online who and they see a system and maybe it's a strategy where you get in at one point and you're kind of generally letting the trade run uh, although you can take a loss if it doesn't go well um, if you want but a lot of the time you are letting trades run well people get disgusted by it you know oh that's not trading that's betting blah 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 and it's like does it make money does it make money the only question anyone should ask in this game seriously is does it make money all i'm interested in in trading in betting whatever is making money and I don't care, you know, what the strategy is, what the system is. If it makes money over a long period of time and it's consistently successful, why on earth wouldn't I do it? Um, so that's something to think about. But with the start of season, I do avoid it because, again, I have tested it in my early days. It didn't go well. I don't like it. I always feel a bit anxious on my trades early season because I'm like, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, using knowledge of transfers and looking at transferred players and seeing and trying to almost guess how they will perform you see with Norwich City this year I've got no idea how we'll get on we could win the league we could finish bottom I genuinely haven't got a clue I don't know how these players are going to adapt I don't know how they're going to feel after being so deflated last season whether they've been able to get back up again whether the standards of the championship is so much lower in the Premier League that you can come back in and win it at Canter we haven't seen many teams do that have we we haven't seen many relegated teams just you know bounce straight back up easily I know some do it through the playoffs or maybe nab second place, but it's very rare that they come and do it easily. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those where I don't have a clue. And why would I trade in a situation where I don't have a clue when in five, ten games' time, I'm going to have a lot of data and a lot of knowledge that I can use uh, moving forward with my trades. So that's, for me, the reason why I don't necessarily trade as much at this time of the season. Now... Obviously, the beautiful thing with football is there's football on all year round. So at the moment, I've got the South Korean League, the Japanese League, the Swedish League, the Norwegian League. Um, I think the Danish League's not that far in yet. Um, Finland, Iceland. Um, so there's a lot of countries. And, and actually, a lot of the South American ones are, have uh, kind of made way through. So I think even Peru's now uh, a tradable league for me. That's had a few games. Same with Paraguay. Um, and I know like Brazil and things have had a few games, although they're not quite ready to be traded by me personally. Um, it won't be too long before they are. So bear that in mind, guys. You know, my advice on start of season trading is... I want to learn about teams. I want to learn the trends, the patterns first. Now, if you've been doing well without doing that and you've got strategy that works regardless, by all means, keep trading it. Don't feel like what works for me means that it can't work for you. That's not actually true. Um, you know, what doesn't work for me can work for you. If, if that's what works, go with it. There's absolutely no reason not to. And I know it sounds sometimes a bit obvious me saying that, but the amount of people that I've heard say, you know, oh, well, that isn't trading, that's just betting. Okay, but over 100 games, I made X amount of money. So who cares? Who cares less? 
you know, seriously, I think some people really need to, like, kind of get off their high horse about stuff like that. Not for my benefit. I couldn't care less. If people want to, like, have a little get upset about that, they're more than welcome to. Because literally, the only thing I care about in this game is making money. I can't stress that harder. Trading, the only thing that matters in trading at the end of the day is making money. And that's why we work so hard to train people for the year or two before they're really ready to step up to being maybe a semi-pro or even have a go at pro trading. Go, right, learn your craft, learn your trade. For those first two years, yes, it will be a bumpy ride. It will be, you know, it'll be like a peaks and troughs experience potentially. Um, but hopefully by the end of those two years you've worked so hard you understand the game you've got some strategies you're ready to make a real go of it and at that point the literal only thing you should care about is making money now myself as someone who's made a living from Betfair for many years that is literally the only thing I care about so just think about that next time if you do get worried about the semantics for the benefit of yourself just stop and think what's the key here the key is making money. Does it make money? Yes. Let's go for it then. You know, I'd trade anything. I, I mean, any sport. If it makes money, I'd trade any sport. If I had a consistent strategy that made money over a long period of time, who cares if I've got no interest in the sport? You know, um, I'm trying to think of a sport. I mean, the greyhound racing, sport I've never had any interest in, um, nothing personal against greyhound racing, just not a sport I follow closely. And yet, I've had people who've owned greyhounds and they've said to me, Martin, this is going to win today when the price is released, stick 100 quid on it. And most of the time when they do that, it will win and you'll get odds like 5 to 2 um, and you'll be laughing because you can make a nice profit off that knowledge. Now, I don't know anything about greyhound racing. I'm not necessarily even saying just take someone's advice. If there's someone you trust and know gets it right like the guy who gave me that advice then sure I'll take it um, because at the end of the day am I making money have I made money over the long term you know that is essentially the only thing that matters so take that thought into the new season okay take that thought into the new season because don't worry too much like I say about semantics look at your strategies see how they're going um, one of the easier things with strategies where you do let trades run a bit longer than normal is that it kind of gives you the time to win, right? Because sometimes, if you let's say you're going for a late goal, which I often do now, if you get in at 60, 65 minutes, often you're getting decent odds on another goal. Um, so that's good. And often, you know, things are going your way. So if you get a goal, in those next 25 minutes, brilliant, right? But do you really want to be trading out at 90 minutes? Have you looked at your strategy? Is it is there value in doing that? Uh, well, most of the things I look at with late goals, a lot of the goals come in the 90th minute plus. So I find it hard to believe that there will be any value trading out of a football match in the 90th minute. Because the odds already suggest that there won't be a goal by that point, and if there hasn't been one, so the odds you get on trading out are terrible. In fact, I'd be much more interested on in a strategy like that if I had a high strike rate of winners, is to rather than put my full stake on at 65 minutes, put a little bit on at 65, a little bit more at 75, and then a final bit more at 85 and see how it goes. 
um, because then you're getting better odds. And if it if you do nab that 90th minute winner, which so often happens, I mean Keith, Keith on our forum. If you follow Keith, you know, great trader, and the, the amount of games where he can nab that 95th minute goal is amazing. Um, you know, but if he'd taken the loss at that point in those games, he'd be looking at a massive loss of stake percentage instead of, you know, winning the full stake, essentially. So, you know, there's a lot of cases where letting something run uh, is the right strategy to go for. But you can test these things. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, if you listen to my podcast the other day about testing, I encourage testing so much before entering strategies before following strategies even if they're strategies that have gone well for someone else test it yourself you know you might find it doesn't quite work for you or you can't quite get the hang of getting in at the right time and sticking to the rule set because that's so important so many people you know I, I see people sometimes they get upset they're like oh I had a bad day on this system today I was like oh really um the ones I sent out there's only like maybe one loser today and they're like oh well, I, I actually just only traded that one game of it because I picked and choose it and then uh, had a bad result there. And it's like, well, you haven't really followed the strategy then if you're doing it that way. And, and of course, variance means if you're only trading one of them, um, you, you can get a dud result. And, you know, you've then had a bad day where someone who may have traded all five games, maybe they were 4-1 and they had a profitable day. Um so it's really important I think especially when you're following other people's strategies it's really important to follow it properly um, you know and I see it sometimes on cricket I'm not having a go at anyone because we all, we all make mistakes but I see it sometimes on cricket you know and uh, Richard will, will tip something and the price will go go his way big time he'll take a big green and then people are like oh maybe I'll get on it now and it's like the opportunity's not there You've, the price has moved in the way you expected, therefore there's no value in the trade, and therefore that's the wrong time to get in. You're actually getting in at the top end. You know, you're getting in at the peak of the price rather than the trough. Um, so, you know, you'll be getting in on, usually if you're backing, you'll be getting in on shorter odds, or if you're laying, you'll be laying at larger odds. Um, and then often you'll see the market go the wrong way in that occasion. And the amount of that times that happens to people, you know, and like I say, we've all made these mistakes in our early days. Um, that's another thing I'd say. Take this into the new season. If you miss an opportunity in a game, don't try and chase that opportunity. And what I mean by that is don't try and create an opportunity where the opportunity's gone, but you're annoyed that you missed the first one and therefore you try and create another one that doesn't actually exist. Now, that's important because I'm not saying you can't, get two opportunities in a game I'm not saying that maybe you find a good opportunity and, and actually that's why you're doing it but if the reason you're actually getting on this second trade is because you're annoyed you missed the first opportunity and now you're willing to take any price on the same trade you'll find that most of the time that will actually cost you money um, because the opportunity is gone the first opportunity is gone and that's fine I guess the, th the next thing I want people to take into this new season is that it is fine to miss an opportunity, okay? There are going to be thousands of football matches this season. There's going to be thousands of football matches this month, right? There's going to be opportunities galore between now and May. And what you can't do is just because you miss one, go and chase one that isn't there. I'll give you an example of, of why this is the case, right? Let's say... 
You miss an opportunity. You would have made one point profit. You're kind of annoyed. You then put, you know, let's say you put one point on your next trade. Uh, but you wouldn't have normally done it and you actually end up losing the, the full point, let's say. So in that scenario where you're annoyed because you lost a point, you could have been one point up if you'd taken that first opportunity, okay? But now you're minus one point because you've tried to create one, okay? So that's the difference of two points. Now, let's say you're just mad that you lost, because we all in this scenario, we always miss that first opportunity. So let's just say you're mad that you missed the first opportunity, but instead of doing something stupid, you turn your computer off or you turn that match off and, and look for the next thing you had on your list that day. Well, in that scenario, you've lost one opportunity, fine, you're not one point up. But because you haven't placed the second trade, you didn't lose anything on the second one, and you're still break even. So in a way, psychologically, you're one point up on what you would have been, because you would have been minus one point had you tried to chase an opportunity that isn't there. And you will find that when you look for opportunities that aren't there, um, they're not value plays in general, and you're not going to make money, and you might get lucky the first couple of times you do it, but trust me, you, you do that trend of trading, you will lose money. Um, so make sure you're never trading out of anger or kind of frustration that you didn't get the opportunity that was there. Just remember how, how many other opportunities there are um, and how quickly you can build your bankroll when you hit a good run. You know, when you do go through a sticky patch, just ride it out. It's a great. I used to go to church a lot in uh, when I was back in Norwich, and there's a great, there's a great little church down there called Proclaimers. If you're ever there and, and you're into church at all, check it out. I used to love that place. I think it's down, uh, it's down where I think there's a home base still there, maybe. Um, but anyway, it's on Industrial State, kind of Sprouston way. Um, but yeah, there was a pastor there, and he had this great. He had this great uh, quote, and I, I always remember this because I just think it's such a good quote, and it's so it's actually so relevant to trading. It's if you're going through hell, keep going, right? And I'm sure you've heard that. It's a popular phrase that, that gets banned about, but and there's different ways of saying it. Um, but if you're going through hell, don't stop there. Don't hang out there. If you're going through trading hell, don't just hang out there. Don't stop there. Keep going. Keep pushing on. Um, because eventually things will turn around and you'll find, especially if you've got a winning strategy over the long term, yes, every winning strategy will have bad runs, no matter how good it is, but it does start going back up again. That curve will go back up the right way eventually. Um, so if you're going through trading hell, keep going. Don't stop there and don't start chasing. Don't start making trades you wouldn't have made. Stick to the plan, stick to your formula, stick to what you know works and just keep going um, because it's going to be a long season. The football season is a long season. You don't want to ruin your trading for a whole season because you just stupidly start chasing, overstaking and blow your bank on the first day of the season, right? You've got till May. Take your time. There's going to be hundreds of opportunities. There's going to be thousands of matches. There's going to be ample time for you to make some money, work out your strategies, test and still uh, 
use those strategies as the season goes on. So I hope everyone has a great season. I hope everyone's teams do well. Obviously, that's not really possible, so a bit pointless me saying it to people. Um, but yeah, I hope people do have a good season. I hope people enjoy it. I think the Premier League is going to be the best it's ever been because the talent, the players we've got now, the managers, I mean, we... You know, we've got all the highest profile managers in the world in this league, pretty much, haven't we? It's insane. I mean, Mourinho, um, Ancelotti, not even uh, managers of teams in the top four. And then, obviously, when you get to the top... I mean, look at Arteta again, another manager really up and coming. They fancy him as a kind of new Guardiola. You've got Guardiola, you've got Klopp, you've got Lampard. Still needs to prove himself, but did a good job last year. And my... Gosh, if Chelsea spent some money. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Chelsea with my mum and her side of the family's background being as Chelsea fans. So um, I, I kind of will follow them a bit this year now that Norwich aren't in the Premier League. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how Norwich get on. Whether Here's the big dilemma. Do I pay £10 to watch us on TV tomorrow? Or... Not tomorrow, is it? It's a few days away. What am I on about on Saturday? That's a that's a big question. That you know, I mean, ten quid. Thing is, is it ten quid? You know, okay, it's not a massive amount of money, but you know, to watch one match where you could get hammered when you know a lot of the stuff you watch is just on Sky and stuff anyway. Now, I guess you do you do pay for Sky in general, um, unless you're good at finding those links for the free games. Um, but yeah that's a big dilemma I'm sure a lot of people are, are, are thinking about that one I've spoken to some fans in the championship and some of them are like no way am I going to spend a tenner just to watch one game when there's so many games I suppose you could end up down a bad path then if you, if you end up buying all 46 if you can um, and end up spending nearly 500 quid just watching it on TV um, but yeah anyway guys uh, I hope you have a great season I hope you really enjoy it um, and it's it's going to be fantastic, isn't it? It's going to be wall-to-wall sport from here until, uh, well, then the Euros. So wall-to-wall sport, really, for the next year. Um, and then this time next year, I assume, the Premier League will be well underway already. Um, so, yeah, have a great one, guys, and I'll be back with another podcast soon.